and we are live in five, four, three, two. Hello to our beautiful friends and welcome to or welcome back to the Divorcee Podcast. I am your host, Jules. Hi, I'm Christopher Malik. And this is our podcast and this is day two of our daily commitment to this podcast and to a sober month and we just wanted to update you guys on what's been going on and yeah it was a good day um we went all over we searched for lana del rey we oh my gosh you guys okay so those <laughs> who know me know that i am a lana del rey cultist and it's an obsession that i feel like some people might like look at my room and all my Instagram captions and, like, my TikToks and be like, this woman has an obsession that's concerning. And maybe I do. I have a prayer candle of her in my room. I wear her on my neck. She's I got her lyrics tatted on my hands. And she's on Maui. And everybody I know has been, like, letting me know that they've been, like, running into her at places that I go to all the time. My roommate saw her today. And so I know that it's going to happen that... We're just going to bump into each other. And, but it's just been hard because, like, I've been, you know, disappointed. Busy. Disappointed when I don't see her. I think she should contact her publicist and invite her to dinner at the restaurant because I think she'll come. I will. I will do that. I did DM her, but I don't think she saw, she gets a lot of DMs. Probably the publicist. You know, her Instagram is private, but she, like, so she has like two million followers, but it's private. She has to so accept she has to accept you. It'll be a she has to. Interesting. Real Lana Cultus. No, do you follow the honeymoon page? But why was your day good? Um, I f- it was productive. My room is a lot nicer than it was. That's where we are right now, and young Jules helped me make it better. In many ways, I would be embarrassed to show you how it looked yesterday or even a few hours ago. But now I'd be kind of proud because it's got like a little style. It. I've always been doing this. Like ever since I was like in high school, there was always a tapestry and lights. Yeah. Oh, it's not a room. It's cool. When we went to Target, which is not my favorite place to go, um... She put a few things in the basket, and I was like, what the heck? Why is there two shower curtains in my basket, and I only have one shower? Like, it didn't make sense, but now it makes sense, because they're not, like, typical shower curtains. They're kind of, like, tapestries. They're... I don't know you say curtains like that. You say curtains. I'm sorry. I... No, it's not. Cur- How do I say it? Curtain. Is that wrong? No, no, it's like... For certain curtains? <laughs> Like, instead of certain, it would be like saying certain. Certain. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's just, I just notice it. That's what, oh, I have a good question for you. Do you think, this is like random. I think that having like a deep accent, for example, like a New York accent or New Jersey accent is a conscious choice. And you can opt out. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think I have a New York accent? No, but, um. So she pretends to have an English accent sometimes. Oh, all the time. Which is yesterday. 
Like Every just, day I'm a laugh. Like <laughs> I'll never stop doing that. It's like a serious thick one. Like, <laughs> that, like we, my dad's girlfriend is from London and she doesn't talk that uh, thick, but you know. Everybody always says I can do, <laughs> like yeah. I used to do this one accent and my, my coworker from Starbucks would be like, it just gets thicker by the day. They also say that girl could sing on, um. <laughs> what? On American Idol, she really thought she. What's her name? Mary Roach. Yeah, if you get a chance, look her. Oh up yeah, Mary Mary Roach Gilbo. Yeah, she's worth, the she was the greatest American Idol contestant of all time. So then we went to the health bar in Wailuku, and then we went to Lahaina and watched my daughter do jujitsu, where she was like wrestling boys and girls older than her and bigger and it was, was badass i was proud to see that she's like a little pretty little hammer handling her business she's only 11 and then we she's went, so cool yeah we went to the beach baby beach in Lahaina, and did yoga in front of a lot of people it was nice though and it wasn't as hard as the first time i yoga can be hard like and i'm in decent shape and i struggle a bit um but I'm getting, I'm learning and getting a little better. And I'm, do you actually like it? Like, do you enjoy Not yet, but I'm going to, I think. Like, eventually. you don't do dread it? A little. Really? Yeah. I don't want you to do something you dread. No, I, I just mean, like it's like, it. I, I don't dread it. It's just I like. I feel like I'm, it's so short, though. Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not going to say anything that, like, pushes your body, I don't think is, like, you're so stoked about it necessarily. Like, there's always that part of you that's like, this might suck for a bit, but. Because they're shorter, I feel like it's they. It's quick that you get used to it and kind of crave it. The first one we did was like a half hour, right? Twenty minutes. Okay, so twenty minutes. But that was a hard one. Twenty minutes seemed like an hour longer than that today. Like I thought maybe we're at seven minutes, and she's like, yeah. "Okay, we're done." And I was like, "Oh gosh." Yeah, because that was. It's like I mean, there's different types of yoga, and that one was like, it'll say like boot camp. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> not easy. And I and maybe, know, maybe that was my bad for that being the first one. Maybe you were just testing me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we had a productive day, came back, and Jules made the room nice, and I talked to my dad, who is on his way out to the Big Island tomorrow with his lovely girlfriend. Were they always planning on doing that, or I don't know. just I at think the last was, minute? I think they did plan on it, but... It wasn't like they're not even telling. They're just going to show up unannounced. Okay. My family lives on the Big Island. We have a farm on the North Shore over there. Uh, my little brother, mom, and we have stepdad and different people. So we have a pretty cool farm over there, like 20 acres. But, yeah, we, we had a good day. And this is day two, full mm. day of me being completely substance free and her as well mm -hmm. we had coffee this morning but we only put maple syrup and oat milk uh, yeah oat milk. Other i think it was fun to have like and like the later coffee too as like a little pick-me-up when we got tired yeah so it was like about six or so and seven yeah six and we decided to go for a second cup mm -hmm. <laughs> but we got <laughs> Was it all decaf? Did Mine you? was, no, yours was half decaf. Yeah, because... So Did she, you like that one? Yeah, I, okay. I want to drink the rest of it, but I don't want to stay up all night, so mm -hmm. I'm holding off. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was good. And I got a little edgy at my baby mom and my dog. I was totally pupset. And we, instead of upset, we say pupset. 
For, or, no, for no good reason. Yeah, there's no good reason. Or what else do we say with no pup? No one should ever say pup set. <laughs> there's no excuse for that. What else do you say besides pup set? Like pup-tacular oh, yeah. or... <laughs> or get the pup out of here. Oh, yeah, well, what the pup? Everything's pup. I don't give a pup. <laughs> yeah. So, this get one... Get pup out of here. Like, yesterday, we, we were sorry about the noise. We realized at the restaurant there was, like, a buzzing noise from refrigerators oh, or something. Oh, we're sorry. And it bothered me. So, if you did watch yesterday's podcast, which some people told us they watched it all the way through. One person told me that, like, they... Shout out to Seeger. Um, said he was, like gonna check it out he thought he'd browse through it but he ended up watching the whole thing Mm -hmm. which was kind of it made our hearts sing it was whole it made made me think that maybe it's not boring to Mm -hmm. to, well i know it's cool to us but i think that maybe it's boring to other people but we were i was vulnerable i let Mm -hmm. loose a lot of information yesterday yeah i don't tell some of my friends so um and i don't think there's any honestly like there's i really don't think there's anything to be afraid of when it comes to like sharing your story because someone can always relate or it can benefit someone by just like hearing what you learned and so like the worst thing that can really happen is that like someone judges you and is that really so bad or that just like I think for me it's because I'm really public on Maui like I'm a business owner and for instance like vaccinated or not vaccinated republican or democrat all these things are polarizing and if you take a side you alienate a large group of people so i would just hope that people would consider eating my food or looking at the beautiful view and still checking out um what we have to offer even if they think that i'm a complete idiot i don't think people think you're a complete idiot i mean they must have thought at one point I was an idiot because of the stupid things I've done in my past. I think people just think that you're chaotic and it's in a funny way. I mean, I don't know what people think, but for example, the other night on New Year's Eve, we were super busy at the restaurant and he likes to give out health shots. And sometimes these health shots are like strong, like there's like garlic, you know, like hella garlic. I'm gonna give you guys the ingredients. But They're not, really good. I like them. I I would I want I want one. Not the ratios. So it has fresh pressed sugar cane juice and apple cider vinegar and noni juice, which is ugh. And then it's the cheese fruit. It smells like shit. Fresh garlic, black pepper, cinnamon. I put tamarind. Is it a lot of garlic? Quite a bit. Tamarind, cayenne, Hawaiian chili peppers. Um, what else did I put? put? So many things. Cinnamon, I think I said already. Lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more stuff. I gave you the list. Do you remember anything else? Um, I maybe like some spices. I don't really remember. Yeah, so. I think you said it, most of it. There's more that's slipping my mind. But anyway, yeah. So I typically make health shots, and this one was really strong. And I was offering it to people. When I took it, I like I choked and started coughing because it was really spicy. So this lady was like coming in, and I offered her and her family health shots, and they and she went straight to like fire truck mode and asked me for milk, and I'm like, uh, we don't have milk here, sorry. And then so, I had a table, and this lady was like, <sighs> and I was like, what, what do I do? Yeah. 
So it doesn't mean by chaotic. It's just like you get <laughs> you mean well, but you get into these situations. These situations where, like, it's an emergency. <laughs> like, people are like, have too much garlic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of a thing. I, I needed to chill with the with the potency. But I felt like it was really going to get people better. <laughs> but whatever. And then today there was, but like, whatever's. a water main break at the restaurant, which mm-hmm. enabled us to close another day and cancel a whole bunch more reservations, which somehow made me happy. I hate to say that, because I do want to... Same. I needed a day we off again. We need a day off. Two days off. We work a lot. Yeah. So that was... That happened, and now, tomorrow we're back at it. And we're short-staffed again this week because of people's inability to work with me also people i'm constantly accused of that i don't talk to people like i don't know i have something i'm working on because i think that when i tell people directions on what to do they they i hire a lot of my friends or people i know rather than going on deed and look for like professionals or people that might be looking for a job so i'll ask for favors or i'll tell people how great it is and then we have a different relationship and sometimes when i'm telling them hey bus table 11 or whatever they're feeling or maybe it's more than that i'm sure i say things but i tend to um pupset some people and they leave or they don't want to work for me anymore which is kind of a problem reoccurring so i'm trying to work on getting my point across without um offending anyone if you will because mm-hmm. i never mean offense it's just like i'm really serious about what i'm doing over there and i feel like i know exactly how it should be done and i'm a broken record because i have to say things over and over so i know that sounds mm-hmm. lame and i don't want to be lame but i'm just and it can be us really a place where you experience a lot of pressure and stress if we're busy and short-staffed and so but the money can be good. Oh yeah, the money's it's a I'm so grateful for the job and it's taught me so much and the money is like I was working a different job before that was like super meaningful but like I didn't feel like I was being fairly compensated for my efforts and so it felt really good to not only like start working around like people that I love and like and working a job that I don't dread going to like genuinely like it's just kind of like part of the day you know but also feeling like I'm compensated for my efforts but also that comes with the cost of like being under pressure sometimes and sometimes when we're all under pressure it's hard to communicate in a way that where nobody gets like offended or upset and that's what we're all trying to work on and I think being sober is like gonna help us a lot to fix up what we need to fix up at work yeah, and running socially there. Running a restaurant is kind of like a sports team, like a basketball team. And like if everyone wants to shoot, then and no one gets the rebound and plays defense. But like we have to play our roles. And sometimes I'm always enticing people saying like, oh, you should, you could be a server. And then they really want to take a table, but they didn't take the time to like learn the menu or you know, figure out if there's allergies at the table or things like that. And so it can be detrimental. And 
I think I need to, you know, keep it real with people that they have to work their way to a server and until then they have to really figure everything out with the menu and seating and table numbers and all that silly stuff. Um, but sometimes it's hard because, you know, when one person goes home with 500 and the other people are getting like 50 in tips, it feels like everyone, they feel like they worked as hard, but it's a lot of it's mental work that they don't understand. And so you'll send someone to it to take one table and, you know, they're like a food runner, busser, host or whatever, but they're taking one table and they'll literally melt down in front of you with one table because they can't figure out the computer or something and in, forget their whole job of, you know, assist role. So I think um, that happened to us this week a bit and something I got to tighten up. This is a boring one. Do you think anyone would care about any of this shit? I don't think it's boring. I mean, I I don't think that any... I don't know. I don't think you have to, like, pick, like, a topic that you think people are going to be interested in, but more just, like, sharing about your real life, I think, yeah. is relatable to people. Like, other people struggle at work in a workspace, and, like, work is a huge part of your life. Like, for me, for so long, like, that was... It's always... Work, for me, kind of becomes a social life. And... Like, even when I used to work at Starbucks, like, those people, like, will always be, like, some of the, like, best friends I've ever made just because, like, you grow and evolve and experience so much and because you're learning about, like, customer service and and being promoted. And, and like, you're a team and you're spending so much time together, too, so it's, like, mm -hmm. definitely can be family, a second family. Mm-hmm. And for me, since I kind of get to choose who works there, um, I can sort of build a family or people that I like to be around in a regular day-to-day -day basis, which is good and bad, you know, it can be. Sometimes I think that I should just plug in this idea I have, which the concept of my restaurant is comfort vegetarian food, meaning like onion rings and enchiladas and Parmesan fries and you know, big salads and vegetable sautés and, you know, red wine mushrooms. And then it has a few meats, but the meats um, weren't given any feed. So they were all wild. And on Maui, we have abundant venison deer, which are like, there's over 100,000. No one believes me when I say, they're like, where is this deer? They're running through the golf course. They're on the side mm -hmm. of the highway. It's crazy. They're literally shooting them from the helicopters and leaving them for dead. And as a chef, I feel like it's my responsibility to make them delicious. And especially if we're, they're just going to kill them anyway. So um, we have Maui Cattle Company here. But unfortunately, Maui Cattle has to be shipped to either China or the mainland. So 3,000 miles. And then back again for us to have it. So venison was... Um, the first deer were given to King Kamehameha III a hundred years back, and he received eight deer from a Chinese king who um, gave them this variety of axis deer to him because of their um, not gamey and tasty and all this stuff. And then he released them on Maui, and his statement was, no one will ever starve on my island again. And it's been true because there's a lot of deer now. And so I use... Pretty much only fish and prawns and deer on the menu. 
but I try to make really good stuff like pasta vodka or, you know, roast or burgers or um, French dip, all sort of things like yakisoba. Um, and I have been labeled as a vegetarian restaurant because I'd say the first, you know, 15, 20 items are vegetarian. We sell jackfruit and soy curls and lots of mushrooms and sweet potatoes. And I really try to focus primarily on vegetarian vegan food and we don't use cream or butter in the kitchen either so it's very different and then at the bar we have a sugar cane juicer and so it's kind of like a juice bar with vodka so or and rum and tequila so we make really good gourmet drinks um, that are with hand-pressed juices and mainly sugar cane juice is the is the filler for most drinks and People don't really realize how good it is for you, but it has a low glycemic index of 30. I know this from my health bar. And so diabetics can have a cup per day because it's just like fresh squeezed apple juice with 15% fruit sugar. And it's packed with magnesium, which coincidentally helps with hangovers. And to me, it seems like um, the right thing to do. So we don't have like soda guns or simple syrup mm -hmm. and many of the things. Yeah, it's like balancing like the effects of alcohol with like a health food. Yeah, and it's why it's called Wailea Kitchen. And it basically um, is to appease my mother who raised me vegetarian and very healthy and, and really concerned with what you eat and what you eat eats even. So I think um, it's been... It's been going well. I've been I opened I took the lease January 2020, which was a terrible time to start a restaurant because the pandemic struck. Three months later, there was forced closure, but we reopened September 11th, 2020, and we're still rocking. And that's like a hard time to start a business, especially a restaurant. And staffing has been one of the really tough parts about it. But we've we've pushed through, and we've definitely you know learned a lot along the way, and people have let us know about it, but I've been really, like if anyone disrespects the staff, I kick them out, I don't care how rich you are, I just tell them, you know, you can either pay your bill or you can tip your server $100 cash and leave because we don't want your money. And we also charge 22% auto gratuity to every single customer because I feel like People who are serving you shouldn't have to beg for tips. And, and and there's a lot of people that tend to like, you know, screw them over. And a server typically has to tip out a bartender and a host and a food runner. And so imagine if you screw a server over and give them nothing, then they might have to pay um, their helpers 10 or $20 to help you on that table. So they'll actually lose money. And I know it's really uncommon to do that, but I and 22% is not light, but we do it regardless, and I'm going to stick with it as long as I can, and um, mm -hmm. it, it's definitely, my goal is to hopefully get really good front of the house people, um, but it's definitely a learning process every day and a challenge, um, so anyway. Yeah, so it's been like an interesting experience because like we're all like trying to we also like see all the potential in Wailea Kitchen and how like the food is so good and the drinks are so good and the intention and the people that work there and like so many people see it but then like anytime we're faced with challenges it like rocks everybody it's typically what screws us up is when we get slow because we're overbooked and if we have 
a, a moderate flow of people with our little staff, then we do really well. And we were very personable and people leave saying it's their favorite restaurant ever or on Maui, which is always shocking to me, but cause there's a lot of great ones here, but the same can be true for like, we'll miss, you know, we will screw up sometimes when it's too busy and we'll, we won't bring silverware or we won't bring water or we'll forget to get someone's order for a long period of time or we'll lose mm -hmm. a ticket or any number of things. And, you know, or we don't have like enough people to like do those things so that it, it takes longer for us to like get to every table because like we're doing water and silverware. And so it can be hard when like somebody last minute can't come in. Oops. Um, but yeah, we're just like learning, you know, like I feel like we get better and improve and we could, we become more of a team as we like work through those hard moments. And my, my goal really is, I mean, I, I believe money will happen if I do the right thing and if I do it well, I don't concern myself with that, but I, my goal is to have like an influential moment on the restaurants around me because I pretty much am friends with a lot of the big restaurant owners here on Maui and they all kind of advised me against this. They told me it wasn't a good idea and that, that Maui wasn't ready for a, a nighttime fine dining, sit down, vegetarian style restaurant. And some of those restaurant owners were vegans even, but I believe that it's my responsibility to show that they are ready if it's done properly. And my goal would be to have, you know, spoggles and Monkey Pod and Nick's Fish Market all greatly improve their vegetarian menus as well as add, you know, more local wild meats instead of you know, animals that I consider to have been really tortured. Um, like I always tell people, you know, you could eat me when I die, but just don't torture me first. Don't cage me. Don't feed me garbage food. And I believe that whether it's mad cow disease or bird flu, or swine flu, or COVID, or whatever comes next, it all comes from us mistreating animals and giving them the wrong food, putting them too close together, and then we eat them and expect to be okay. But what shocks me is that people will wear a mask and get a, a shot, but they don't consider changing their diet, which is obviously the source of many of these problems. And um, I'm here to kind of make that clear and obvious and hopefully create a, a table that has a meat eater, a vegetarian and a vegan, and they can all talk about the uncomfortable topic of food and how capitalism has taken it from us. Um, there used to be a, a tool in every farm only 50 years ago called the seed gin, which a farmer would drive through his field and collect all the seeds for next year. But that's just not a thing anymore. The seeds now have to be, um, they have to be ordered and they're not even really safe to touch. And some of my friends go into the ocean and dump this corn that they can't touch into the fish pen. And, you know, I just think it's gone way too far. And we enjoy the pearly uh, beef and the fat pig and chicken. But I think if you are a real chef and you can really cook, then you can make a lot of things delicious. And it's there are a lot of... Um, in Maui, we have an abundance of, of food and everything from the best sweet potatoes to kabocha squash, jackfruit, venison, 
wild pigs, prawns, lobster, deer, wild cows. We have so much here that is is excessive and in abundance and to import like we do is silly. One more thing I want, I know I'm long-winded on all this, but it's kind of my passion. Um, how a lot of the food became how it is in Hawaii was that you know, the pineapples and the sugar cane would get shipped to the mainland. Um, and then the cans or the big Matson containers would come back empty. And so the people that owned these plantations decided that they would make more money by bringing the, can, the containers back full with food. But the food was stuff like Vienna sausage and corned beef in a can and spam and noodles and all these things that could last through and get here so basically they provided that for local people for really cheap but that's not hawaiian food that's like a plantation food the real hawaiian food is is sweet potatoes and fish and octopus and lobster and um you know all the papayas and bananas and all of these things jackfruit breadfruit so many things that aren't even on the menu and it shocks me um, so we do our best to do that, and we make, you know, dairy-free cheesecakes made with macadamia nuts or Alfredo made with cashew or um, make a lot of cool things that we're really thinking outside the box. And I have um, one of my favorite chefs, um, Chef Willie, he came to me really big and a meat cook, you know, who had just done like ribs and steak and really, he's really good, but, and he was lost in my kitchen. <laughs> but he has become really good and he's starting to be creative and he's actually lost about 80 pounds, um, which is, you know, could save his life and, and you know, make him, make him live longer and stronger. And it's, I believe that I can help a lot of people like this to see that alternatives do exist. I love that. But, um, I would love it. We, our first video, we didn't get any comments. We got like a lot of people saying that, saying they watched it and we did get some views, but if you have any comments on suggestions on things you might want us to talk about or questions, that would be interesting. If not, we really appreciate you just watching and, and saving, you know, you guys are spending part of your valuable life and time to pay attention to us and, and there's nothing more valuable yes thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you in our next episode tomorrow two days down and one to go many to go okay. bye aloha